You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Colchonero Chats. I'm Jeremy Barron. I'm joined by Robbie Dunn, and we are going to be breaking down Atletico and Levante's 2-2 draw at the Ciutat de Valencia on Thursday. Uh, Atletico's demonstrable house of horrors, and uh, it struck again uh, in match day 11 in La Liga. Robbie, how you doing today? I'm good, I'm good. We have, we've had 24, well, no, not 24, not quite 24, but closer to 24 hours than usual to uh, digest what happened yesterday. So, uh, uh, yeah, we, we will have, we'll have hopefully some very um, some very well-thought-out opinions and, and insights for, for our listeners. Or we could be just talking nonsense. <laughs> Most likely, but listen, it's, uh, I hope that the insights are clear and concise and, and uh, insightful. <laughs> that is that is what we hope to deliver, but it's really a 50-50 proposition. <laughs> so, uh, Robbie, another four-goal thriller for Atletico. This week, this past week, we have seen Atletico play a five-goal thriller and back-to-back four-goal games now. Um, Atletico haven't won any of them. This one the most controversial of the batch, probably. Uh, you've written a column today on Into the Calderon about not only are Atletico battling poor refereeing, but they're also battling some nerves, some anxiety. Could you talk a little bit more about that? 
Yeah, so basically what I saw, and I only really kind of focused on the first half because watching the game last night, as maybe you'll agree or disagree, but we can chat about that, but they started off really well. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they just forgot how what what was happening, and they they, they seemed to forget how to defend for some reason. And 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 then uh, Mario Hermoso was booked, Felipe was booked for a ridiculous challenge. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to sit down now tonight and or today this morning and, and watch the first half back properly and, and see see what happened. And I um, what I saw was actually quite. Uh, Quite scary, I think. In 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 that, there's a lack of. Um, I think there's problems with the structure and the personnel that 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 Simeone is trying to get to play the the, the system that he wants to play. I think that there is uh, uh, issues with uh, mentality and 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 um, willingness, effort, effort, we'll say. And there's also just uh, a general anxiety about about all of that together. I think I think the Atletico players are aware of the fact that they're they're um, susceptible on the break. I think that they're aware that their attack isn't as good at pressing as it maybe should be. And I think that there's a yeah there's an anxiety that's pervading through the team that um, that's uh, that Simeone needs to fix. Um, is basically the kind of the crux of my article today. Mm. Yeah, I, I I echo your observations, and I saw a lot of what you saw uh, during the game yesterday. Uh, Atletico came out with yet another wrinkle to their formation and their strategy, effectively playing a five-two-three um, in attack in a or in in defense rather, and a three-four-three in attack. So. A bit different from the 4-3-3 we've seen in the past couple games and the 3-5-2 slash 4-4-2 that we've seen at other points this season and last season. So it's yet another new wrinkle to the formation. Uh, Koke and Herrera started in the center of the park in this game as two of the only three available fit, healthy midfielders at the moment. And that, I think, really conditioned... uh, why Atletico were so susceptible on the break. And it, it made it a bit more confusing as to why they're 1-0 up inside 15 minutes with a Griezmann goal from a corner. And they just kind of sat back like, no, you need to get a second goal. Like the options in midfield are really rather limited. And it's a, a three-man defense where arguably your best center back, Stefan Savage, is still out. Yeah, and, and I think I think actually... Um, just, just, just uh, as you chat there, and uh, um, the signs were there though that they're susceptible on the break before Griezmann scored, and they looked kind of good in attack. But there was a couple of kind of misplaced passes, and there was a couple of times before Atletico just collapsed. Or no, sorry, you know what happened? And I said earlier after the goal, Atletico forgot how to defend. What I think happened was after the goal, Levante realised. Atletico are here for the taking and I think Morales got into the game then and that's when the problems uh, that's when the problems manifested themselves but they were there to be, they were there all along and I think that uh, I think like I mean like, like even at the end of the, like the, the end of the first half there was a break on for Levante and if the ref didn't blow the whistle they were true Mm, right. There was a there was a there was a number of times when that happened during the game, and I was just watching it. And what happened was, I think that Atletico became aware almost all of a sudden they became 
really I think this is where the anxiety came from is that all of a sudden they became really aware that we are susceptible on a the break they lost faith in Felipe because he was all over the place and I think that that conditioned their lack of uh, willingness to kind of try that last ball or to kind of and that then kind of Levante pounced on that and and, and Levante pulled themselves back into the game and I think um, yeah I think that I think that the, the, the tree at the back is problematic I think that even but even and it's not just Felipe's problem it's a problem with um, the system in that Carrasco isn't defensively minded so you're, Mario Hermoso is having to kind of cover a little bit more for him. Trippier, I think, is a little bit lost lately. I think his level has dropped from the the, the Trippier we knew at the when he first joined. And I think that there's massive holes in the defense in in the between the lines. Uh, I think Koke's physicality is, is becoming a bit of a problem. Uh, and and I think that uh, Herrera too a little bit of a too much of a maverick for that role. Especially when Koke struggles uh, uh, on the counter, I think you need someone way more defensively inclined than Herrera is, and I think that uh, the communication between everyone was poor, and and uh, I just think that um, the, the the problems obviously showed themselves after Atletico got the goal, but they had been there all along. Mm. You're not painting a very pretty picture here. No, and honestly, like I mean, I look at that. Would obviously maybe maybe that's maybe maybe um, maybe it's the kind of thing that that works itself out and whatever, and then it just not nothing ever really happens. And Atletic are fine when Savage comes back, and maybe Rodrigo de Paul or whatever. But looking back, and I, and I'm looking at like Suarez's contribution, and I actually feel not that I feel bad. He, he's I'm I'm about. 98% sure he doesn't listen to this podcast but <laughs> I feel I, <laughs> on the off chance he does <laughs> on the off chance he does I'm not having a go with him because he's, he's, he's a legend a legend I love Luis Suarez like everything that Caban is like, I think he's great entertainment great value for his money but I just think that he, he's he's slowing this Atletico side down and there was a couple of times even as I said in the article where he didn't track his man and, and, and didn't press and just give the ball away. And he gives away the penalty. Give away the penalty. Yep. But even before that, before that, before that, okay, before the penalty, way back, Kieran Trippier tried across an absolutely outrageous outswinging corner to Hector Herrera, and and it it, it, it was it, and it landed to Morales, and it was Morales versus Coke on the break. And I mean, I don't have to tell you how that ended. That's only going to go one way, right? Yeah, that's only going to go one way, always. And I was just looking, going, like, what's Trippier even doing there? Like, I mean, he knows that they're susceptible on the break. And uh, Atletico were lucky they didn't concede then. And then, uh, so then they win a corner from that. Herrera gets back in time to kind of clear the Morales cross. Then Suarez is marking at the front post. And you you know that player that always clears the ball at the front post when it's a poor corner it was a poor corner but the man got, got a step on Suarez and and, and, and John Oblak turned around and like screamed he was like screaming like don't let that happen only for Koke clearing it they won another corner and from that corner Suarez gives away the penalty I'm just looking going like this is a team that's mentally 
asleep. Like these are um, errors that are avoidable. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And and I think that that while I while I said that there is problems with the system, I think with a with a better midfield and and maybe Savage coming back, they're not they're not um, terminal. But at the same time, I don't know where that meant ha- that that those avoidable issues are solved. I don't know what's wrong. Maybe it's the fact that Simeone is focusing too much on attacking now in training, and they've kind of let their their def- defensive standards slip for something. I don't know, but it's something that is is worrying for Atletico. And and I, I was I would be concerned if I were them, uh, while the referee did grab the headlines and it was a what I thought was a ridiculous call. Uh, I think that first half they looked like they were playing against. It looked like they were playing against Liverpool, like, and this is Levante haven't won a game all year. Yeah. No manager, defensively, yeah. So I think uh, it is worrying. Yeah, that is a winless in eighteen Levante entering this game, and yeah, they Atletico effectively, indirectly or otherwise, woke him up after the opening goal. And they go ahead and get the equalizer for halftime, which was a legitimate call. That actually was a clear-cut stonewall penalty at the end of the first half. But you you hit on something that I want to talk about that isn't refereeing. We will have plenty of time to talk about the refereeing um, and Atletico using it effectively as a shield in a way. Uh, but you've, you've hit on a few players whose level is concerning, right? And... Beyond, look, the the refereeing and, and the officiating is just terrible, and the standards are really low in La Liga right now. But Atletico's level, certain players are just not pulling their weight. And you mentioned a few of them. Uh, Kieran Trippier, I think, is missing Marcos Llorente something fierce. Because uh, I, I watched Trippier yesterday. I, I tried to pay special attention to what he was going to do in this game with so few midfield options and runners available. And it's just like aimless cross here short lateral pass there it's like he's kind of lost down that right hand side without Llorente and the fact that he doesn't really have competition at right back Shima Rosalco is not an option for Simeone he does not consider him not really anyway Uh, Trippier is the undisputed starter at right back and I think that lack of competition has probably made him comfortable because yesterday's performance wasn't really acceptable and he's had a, a several performances this season where he just hasn't been at the level required. Certainly what he wasn't at last year. Uh, Koke doesn't look physically sharp. Uh, He obviously had a long summer with the Euros, uh, but he looks like he's overwhelmed uh, in midfield, and it looks like he's obviously usually takes on a lot of responsibilities in in Atletico's midfield, but he doesn't look like he's physically at the level required. Neither does Carrasco. Carrasco is cutting a pretty frustrated figure because he's being asked to do more defensive work. And Carrasco is a player who has said in a bunch of interviews that he doesn't really like doing defensive work, that he doesn't really like playing as a wingback. He wants to play further forward. And even when Simeone threw on Renan Lodi yesterday to try to push Carrasco further forward, there still wasn't a reaction. There still wasn't a response. Uh, You talked about Felipe, and I thought this is one of Felipe's better games, which tells you where his level is kind of is right now he's mm-hmm. just wildly inconsistent and atletico cannot be relying on him as in in the central three um marcos llorente even when he was fit earlier this season llorente uh, wasn't playing particularly well no goals no assists was playing as a a wingback more often than not so you have several players who were key to the title charge last season who aren't really showing up right now frankly 
Yeah, I think I think he basically nailed it there. Uh, there's issues of sharpness, and I and I understand Koke. Yeah, like I mean, he he could definitely benefit. But see, this is the, this is the problem, and this is the this is the jigsaw puzzle that that um, Simeone has to solve. In that, I don't know, you don't solve a jigsaw puzzle. No, this is the puzzle. We'll say <laughs> that, uh, that Simeone needs to solve is that how do you make Atletico solid? without taking away from the attack because he's got so many options in attack now that he needs to find a way and, and this can happen I mean this this happens when you've got a fairly a really really set way of playing and all of a sudden you like uh, you, you you start to play a new way and all these other problems start to appear and you're like hold on like and I'm not saying Simeone obviously is a an expert coach but it, it's not his it's not his style it'd be like it's like a it's like a, a pasta chef all of a sudden starting to make sushi like it's <laughs> it, 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 eventually you can do it and you, you'll figure out a way to do it because you, you're just you just you get you know food and you know how to cope but it, it, there's a lot to it that you probably don't get and and i think simeone right now is there's a lot of kind of issues appearing with the tree at the back that and and it's multifactorial, obviously, because it, it's it's not just uh, his system, but it's the, the personnel and and the, and the, the proper matches and how do you, like I said, play defensively without taking too much away from your attack and stuff like that. Like, and I think, um, like uh, for example, with Suarez, like he is. Um, I mean, how do you deal with Suarez? Because he was really pissed off when he was taken off yesterday, and I mean. He's not going to be a happy uh, camper if he doesn't play. So you kind of have to play him. And and he gets goals but, when he plays. You have to play him. And, and he does get goals, but is he taking away from the hole? Like, yeah. Because um, I don't think it was lost on either of us that Atletico improved uh, relatively significantly in the second half when Suarez came off. Yeah, and I thought Cunha did well. He took his goal really well. Yes, um, very happy for him. I, I, and I just wonder how how long can Simeone sit and wait for Suarez to warm up? Because in that first half, I thought he was he was pretty pretty terrible. Like, and uh, I just wonder how, how like how long do you wait for him to come good? Or like, because there's a chance that he doesn't come good. And I think I think Simeone stood and sat and watched yesterday and was like, I'm, I I can't wait for him to maybe possibly score as a winner here because. He's actually he's gonna end up, leave us in a bigger hole, and um, and it's not just again it's not just his fault, but it's 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 across the board. I think there's kind of issues there that uh, Simeone needs to, to needs to solve. Yeah, this game kind of uh, showcased these vulnerabilities that Levante exploited um, at various points. Because up until the hour mark, I thought Levante were the better side. Uh, but Atletico made changes that put them back on top pretty firmly, and they looked like they were gonna get the win in the end. The Cunha goal in the 76th minute, that was a beauty uh, from DePaul's through ball. Two subs combining there as once again, Cholo turns to his bench and finds solutions. Uh, on the last show, we talked about the Mateus Cunha theorem, Robbie, about how he comes on and Atletico <laughs> seemed to play better. Uh, now he's got a goal to show for his efforts. Um, what did you make of his play? What have you made of Cunha's play? Does he deserve to get a start as soon as this weekend, perhaps? I think so, yeah. I think he he needs to start, and and uh, 
be given a chance to from the from the start. Now I understand that to some extent it's it's high stakes here, and, and you can't really lose. And you have to be kind of you can't just go kind of changing the team and, and and stuff like that. And Simeone is kind of isn't isn't the kind of one to to go and 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 start just handing out. Uh, Big opportunities and big games, especially against an opponent like Real Betis. But like, I think at some point you have to give him a chance to prove himself in in a full game. Like he came on yesterday, and I thought he was really good. And he's he's lanky, and he's not like his game isn't kind of based on pure finesse or anything like that. He's kind of uh, kind of uh, yeah. but but he's effective, I I think anyway, and and it's kind of hard to judge what what I, t- I thought he took his goal really well, and and his movement looks to be good. But I do think that um, it's hard to judge a guy on ten minutes when he's coming on. Like we we all know the sub that comes on for ten or fifty minutes and he's running around just trying to do something. Like that's not a fair representation of what he is as a footballer and what he would do in a full game or what he would do across a full season. So I think yeah, it's time that he is given a chance. But then. Will Suarez be happy with that? I mean, I, uh, like, I'm being dropped for a big game. Uh, I, I don't know because because this is a huge game on on, on Sunday, and, and as I said, it's high stakes. But it's not given the fact, given the way that La Liga is going. I think Atletico can do have kind of room to to draw with Levante and draw with Real Sociedad. So it's not the end of the world, like like in years gone by, where with losing a game was fatal to your titan chances but I do think that it's getting to the point where they can't really draw that many more or they you know and they, and they need to fix this so yeah I, I would personally start them on on a Sunday afternoon but again I, I, I don't know what way Simeone is thinking yeah it's, it's really something because I was, I was actually considering this yesterday um, while I was writing up the player ratings is that in, pre- in previous years back to back draws like this would have been fatal but with all these teams dropping points, with La Real at top of the table right now, um, with a few teams still having at least one game in hand, yeah, it's just really chaotic and topsy-turvy, and who knows how many more twists and turns this thing will have. Um, Atletico did let an opportunity slip yesterday, though, to kind of join that pack atop the table all mm. on 21 points. Now they're on 19 through 10 games, mm. which isn't a particularly good return. That's only four points clear of the Barcelona team, which just sacked Ronald Koeman and is about, and is about to hire Xavi. Um, and this Atletico team, I think, I think we can agree is a, by some distance better than this current Barcelona team, um, but only on 19 points. And the, no, these results don't look fatal right now, but over time they add up. So yeah, it, it's very important that Atletico fix this and don't put themselves in a position to where they can be hammered by the refereeing. Uh, so that's a good segue to talking about the the refereeing and the the late penalty. But really, throughout this game, I think there were incidents that conditioned Atletico's uh, very angry response in the media uh, this morning, uh, Friday morning, uh, where João Felix, as Simeone said, was getting kicked time and time again. He was fouled five times. Th- those are the fouls that were called. Um, and Levante only picked up one yellow card in the first 90 minutes. Um, and that, that conditions the game. Because we, we talked about this when Atletico played Athletic, where if, if the referee is, is not going to try to stem the tide of physicality, then that's just going to embolden the team that is you know trying to wind you up. Uh, and we talked about how there's not really, like, okay, there's this 
there's this kind of misplaced admiration or respect for the style of play where one team just kicks the hell out of the other and tries to get a goal as draw. Okay, great. Um, that's how you want to play. Um, Levante did kind of the same thing, posed a big threat on the break, but Levante were tugging and grabbing and holding Joao Felix whenever they could, and only one yellow card to show for it. And after that, Simeone gets sent off uh, for uh, protesting a couple decisions. He's gone. Renan Lodi gives away an 86th-minute penalty that I think everyone was pretty shocked by, weren't they? Yeah, it was the fact that, like, I mean, nobody... And and, and someone replied to me on Twitter last night saying, like, oh, I said, nobody even... Nobody even thought that was a penalty. And he was like, oh, so is that how this works now? And I was like, no, it's not. But, like, 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 the referee... Like... And I was trying to think then, I was like, um, if they're going to start doing that, like, and I guess, I don't know, even on the replay, it's not very clear that he, that, that you know what I mean? I, I think, I just thought it was an absolutely bizarre decision, but back to the to the referee, and, and, I, and I definitely have sympathy for Atletico in, in this, because I read both the players and, and, and Simeone, because he was kind of trying to protect him, and he felt like it was it was up to him to maybe do or say something, and, and I get that. Like, but uh, and 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 I do think the referee made a mess of it. I think I think like he he made a complete mess of it in that um, in that he yeah he should have booked like 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 for example he booked Mario Hermoso and and, and uh, for for his first tackle yeah and Hermoso turned around after the book and he kind of like went like he kind of went like ah, just one like and uh, I think it was um uh was it Malsa or someone had had fouled Griezmann once and both like probably not as bad as Hermoso's like but. And the only reason I'm also, I think, was booked was because it was out in open space and it kind of maybe whatever. But, like, I think at that point it was like, you've gotten this wrong, ref. You've, 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 you were so quick to take your card out of your pocket for Hermoso and Levante, and this was only like, this was, wasn't that early, or sorry, this wasn't that late in the game. And I think that that, yeah, like you said, conditioned the game. And I think uh, I think that uh, after that, the referee seemed to just kind of dig his heels in. He was like, he, he, I'll have to, I, "I will, I will say one thing in his defence." Uh, Levante were really smart about it because when you actually look at their fouls, there was only like, there was only like, uh, I think it was a uh, uh, maybe two, uh, a couple of players had three fouls. But most of them only had two, and they were right on the border. So the ref was probably like, "Ooh, now he, 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 a stronger personality." And and if he had known how it would all end up or whatever, he might have been like quicker to take a yellow card out. Right. But I think they they were right on the border, like a lot of them. So um, I think I think uh, with that in mind, I think um, he he I think he did get it wrong. But I do feel a bit sorry for him because they were really really strategic about it like I've got I just got them up here so there's three fouls by the end Franquesa one foul Malsa two fouls they were the two and after those two he didn't foul again Bardi three fouls uh, Pepe Lou three fouls uh, Morales one foul Gomez one foul it was so well done by then because mm. it, it was so spread out it wasn't like a continuous 
uh, fouling. It was like Marsa got his two kicks in early, and that was it. He didn't do it again. Then it was Pierre's turn, and then it was Pepe Lou's turn, and the ref was looking, going, like, like, like I can't book you. I can't just book you for that. So I think it was it was so strategic from them. But it's up to him to figure out that strategy and and nip it in the bud and see what they're doing and not and let it ex- not let it explode ten minutes from time. Exactly, and then and then come back and and and, and give that penalty against Lodi. That I mean, like it was two minutes removed. Like like even 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 the commentators in the game, they're like, oh, there's a, there was they, they thought they didn't even know what it was for. They thought it was for the one on on Cunha, or there was a, a, a potential handball in that. Yep. In in, in, a, in a move. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, maybe this could be a penalty for Atletico here. If it's, oh, yeah, let's see what the referee says. And then, like, a few seconds into him looking at the screen, they were like, oh, oh um, well, wait. the This is actually for a Levante penalty here. And, and, and they were, like, shocked. They were like, well, wait, what's it for? And they were obviously trying to do their best, but, like, they didn't even know. And then all of a sudden, um, yeah, he gave the penalty, and it was kind of like... Oh, like, that's a gimme. Like, that's a that's a freebie. That's like, a gift. That's, that's a gift. Like I mean, you just yeah. gifted them a penalty there for for nothing. Even even like even the fact that the replay is kind of inconclusive, you can't really see if it maybe grazed his arm. Secondly, the ball is from point blank range. Thirdly, it's he he doesn't even prevent like I, I just I just thought it was such a such a I mean do, do you know what it was here's what it was it was such a brave call by the ref in a game where he hadn't been brave up to that point yes that's what the issue was it was such a huge call for a play, for a for a referee who had completely uh, reneged on making it, uh, his, his on abdicated his responsibility to make a big call prior to that and I think that that's what was just so weird about it, it was like this is the one you're going to pick Right. this is the one that you're going to pick to kind of stamp your authority on it you've had an entire game to kind of nip Levante's strategy in the butt and this is the big call you choose to make this is the, yeah exactly this is the one you're going to make um, and, and I think that's what's so strange about it like and, yeah. and then uh yeah, I mean, he sent Simeone off, and like, like he probably had to send Simeone off when you watch his reaction to to one thing. He kind of had a goal, his forward fishing, the referee was protecting obviously his his his, um, his his colleague. But like, even at that, like he probably could have told him to calm down. Like if he he had a pop at um, yeah, he went over and booked him, sent him off, and it was like. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I obviously there's no conspiracy theory, and and sometimes referees just kind of have bad games and 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 kind of get it wrong and misjudge it. But I think it, it is easy for Atletico fans to sit there and be like, the two biggest calls of the night, both and went against you, them, and and both of them are like, like Simeone. Fair enough, that doesn't even really affect the game because it was whatever. But the second one, it's kind of like, yeah, like I said, like you're you weren't brave all game, and this is the one you're gonna, this is the this is the stamp you're gonna leave on the game, like, and I think that that was, um, yeah, that was that was that was uh, that's what shocked and and, and kind of left a bitter taste in the mouth for yeah. for Atletico. And the referee, yeah. the referee Gonzalez Fuerte, still could have said no because it was the VAR official Estrada Fernandez who pointed his attention to this apparent 
handball, which I've, I've seen several angles now, and I've watched it back several times, and I, I don't even think it really touches Lodi, at least not at first. I think it deflects off the Frutos, who's battling for position with him in front of the goal to try to control Morales' uh, short cross. I think it goes off the Frutos' foot, and then like maybe like Lodi's chest or his shoulder, but never his arm. So I'm not sure what Estrada Fernandez thought he was seeing, but the point is Atletico feel rather aggrieved by this, and I, I think they, they have a point. Uh, social media was rather angry about the whole thing last night, as you can imagine. Um, and, you know, this is not the first time it's happened to Atletico this season. I, I think we have to be careful and stop short of saying or even implying conspiracy theory because this is happening all over La Liga. Right, we've been watching La Liga for several years, Robbie, and we both know the standards of refereeing are really rather low, and nothing is really done about it because the the CTA, the the committee of referees, is really rather happy with how things are going. Um, but it's it's conditioning how teams play. It's conditioning the league, and it, it's not a conspiracy theory if it happens to everyone. The refereeing level is just that low, and teams have to find ways to overcome it. Right now, Atletico are not overcoming it they are making mistakes defensively they have injuries uh, the mentality as as you've written today might be an issue now like so the psychological aspect needs to be worked on um and you add all that you throw in some refereeing in it and you make a really toxic kind of cancerous poisonous stew so it, it's just nothing really good happened for Atletico on Thursday night but the refereeing standards just another glaring example of how low they are in Spain relative to the other elite leagues in Europe yeah, I think the, I think the um, uh, the I think refereeing is so hard, man. It's, it's just it's just so hard. Oh, I, of course. I think, I, I think their compass. I think their compass has just been completely thrown off. And with VAR, they're kind of leaning on it, but then also kind of hiding behind it. And, and 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 it was it was it was supposed to be kind of like a tool to help, but it's just making the game worse and making like it was. It's supposed to kind of fixed decisions that were whatever and, 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 and all of a sudden like it's kind of like there's no common sense like the referee and, and, and I know this can't uh, be the rule like oh uh, can I just wave it away like but that referee could have just as easily said that's not a penalty like and that's why Mateo, that's why I like Matteo Laos like yeah, okay, he makes mistakes and stuff like that, but like, he's like, stop annoying me, like, so that's, I, like, get away from me, annoying me with that. <laughs> like, it's like, there's a, there's, a, there's a common, and I know people might listen to this and laugh, but like, there's a sen- certain kind of braveness, uh, there's a braveness to his decisions, but also like a common sense. He's like looking, and he's talking to the players, and he's like, ah, like you know, like, and that's the way that, uh, like, I'd like to see it being ref. Like, look at that and go, look, that's not a penalty. Get, like, you know, and I know that it can't be, oh, well, what do I, what do I think here? Like, it has to be within the rules of the law or of the game and, and whatever and, and all that. But I just feel like there's a certain lack of common sense that comes into it. And, uh, and, and um, yeah, I, I don't even kind of know where I'm going or how I, I'm, what I'm, um, proposing here with that but like just referees with with a certain amount of common sense and 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 uh and cojones i would say to 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 ref the game and and book one of those Levante players so i know what you're doing now take that yellow card and see how that suits you and and then all of a sudden okay 
now and then and then but at the same time just on that same note uh, Atletico need to find ways to not let that affect them either and, and I think that that I mean at the end of the day you're playing a team that's scraping scrapping against relega- relegation and it's a team that uh, is really fighting for their lives and Atletico need to rise above that and not let themselves get dragged into it and I thought that they, they did and, and, and kind of and, and didn't, 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 didn't manage it well at all and it's not normal that the team that has the fewest fouls in La Liga also has the most yellow cards. It's not really well, is, it's not really right. And I'm, and I'm not saying that's an issue with referees alone. Atletico's players bear responsibility for this because they're letting the referee get to them. No, but I, I think the yellow card, the fouls for yellow card thing is interesting, I think, because firstly, like what's happening is it's, it's, it's rash tackling it's it's getting caught on the counter and, be, and and this I think when you look at that article and you look at that chart the, the, the table that I posted in the article fouls for yellow card three, three, three fouls for every yellow card that's a sign of a team that is afraid of getting caught on the counter I feel because I, I don't I don't actually have the number for them but a lot of those cards are being handed out when Atletico are caught on the counter and, 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 and they're just like Hermoso pulling the, uh, uh, Morales down because he's afraid if this guy gets by me they're through here you know and, and I think that that is, it speaks of, of, of issues within the system like Felipe took I think it was Danny Gomez out for his yellow yep. and he was like if he gets by me we're, we're, we're toast and I think that that's where this anxiety that I'm talking about comes into it yeah, on, on that play where Felipe picked up his yellow card, the entire defensive alignment broke down because Trippier gets beat down the boundary, and now Felipe's got to come over and make this crunching tackle because Trippier and Koke actually messed up in trying to win back the ball. So Felipe's got to come in and make that challenge, which could have been a red card on another day because you know, the, the standards are just are what they are. But that is, I think, emblematic of where Atletico are right now. It's a pretty fragile, vulnerable defensive team that is scoring goals. And, you know, what does it all mean? Does Is it more encouraging to have good play but bad results or play badly but still get good results? Yeah. Um, uh, like, I mean, right now, and given the state of La Liga, I think Atletico need to find themselves and, and, and figure this out. But... Uh, and they and I think that they do still have time to do that, and I think they still have the quality to do it. But I just think Simeone needs to find a way to get through to them and to um, to fix this. Well, the next chance to do so, Robbie, will be Sunday uh, against Betis in a, a pretty vital top six clash. Betis right, uh, Betis right now are fourth, playing really rather well under Manuel Pellegrini. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's got them playing really well, yep. and I think he's kind of solved a lot of their, well, not a lot of, he solved their defensive issues by being just ridiculously good in attack, with getting the best out of Nabil Fekir and Sergio Canales, two of the most creative players in in La Liga, yep. and I think that they are, um, and, and, and he's kind of spread them out, he's got one of them sitting deeper, and Fekir playing as the number 10 and I think he uh, like I mean Fekir is running the show at the moment he's just amazing and I think that uh, that, that makes him that much harder to play to, to defend against and um, it also helps them to defend 
did they defend on the front foot like did they defend with the ball or with um or did defend with the ball yeah I think that's yeah, yeah defend in possession but, uh, basically yeah exactly yeah so I think that uh, I think that he's got them playing really well and and, and uh yeah, I, I'm not making any prediction for this game because I haven't got a clue what's going to happen. <laughs> We're done with the predictions no, for the like time ever, being. Not like I ever have a clue what's going to happen, <laughs> but this one particularly, I'm particularly in the dark here. Yeah, I, I think we're going to shelve the predictions for, for the moment because we're, we're on a cold streak. Uh, but Betis uh, pounded Valencia 4-1 on Wednesday and looked really rather good doing it. Uh, Borja Iglesias, too, is a, a man reborn since the middle of last season. Uh, he's uh, banging in the goals for Betis. And, yeah, they, they played in that game in a 4-2-3-1 with all three of Canales, Fekir, and Wanmi behind Iglesias. And it's a really attacking look. Uh, Betis play very nice football. They have a lot of possession. Uh so generally, how do we think this one's going to go? Without making a prediction, how do we think Atletico can or will respond at the Wanda Metropolitana? Um, I think a lot of it depends on the system again, and I know that that, that uh, I think I think if I think obviously Simeone, I think I think Simeone got a little bit of a surprise, not a surprise, but. Levante are kind of hard to play against because they played two up front and I think that kind of caused a lot of confusion with where Felipe was supposed to go and where he was supposed to kind of uh, locate himself on the field and should he have Hermoso, should he go? So, But I think that, that uh, Simeone knows Nabil Fekir is, is the danger man, is a danger man, is whatever you want to call it. So, so uh, uh, he... I think he's going to have to play like, um, and I don't actually know who's available. Uh, I haven't had a look yet, but uh, he's going to have to play a more defensive, solid kind of, uh, and maybe direct him out to out the flanks more. Because against Levante, he didn't need. They ended up doing neither. They they were they weren't solid in, in the centre, and they and they they weren't like. Um, they weren't they weren't like kind of funneling anything into the centre. They were kind of neither neither. Uh, solid in the, in the middle or out wide either so um, I think that he's going to have to kind of figure out a way to kind of get a bit more solidity at the base of defence and then that will help the central defenders uh, so, getting getting Kondogbia back would be a big help if he is available this weekend Kondogbia right. and DePaul starting in, in midfield will add a lot of steel and work rate DePaul's cameo on Thursday was just sensational I thought he was excellent mm. and wasn't really sure why he didn't start uh, Herrera is really good in like one with one specific style of play. Uh, when he is afforded time and space and his team has the ball, he's a really accurate, reliable passer with good range. But when he's asked to do literally anything beyond that, he becomes a liability. Uh, and we have seen that uh, several times with Herrera, and that's why he's not exactly a Simeone favorite. So getting Kondogbia back will um, add quite a bit of... It will be helpful because he resists the press pretty well. He's a, a solid passer, and he's excellent defensively. He's got a great defensive profile. Um, Lehmann and Llorente are probably still going to be out. Stefan Savage might be back. Just Savage and Kondogbia alone should really help solidify Atletico at the back. Um, Black would like to stop conceding goals, I'm sure. He's probably a bit confused as to, you know, seven goals in the last three games. This has never happened to me before. Mm. Black's no, got to be looking around. Yeah, so 
uh, not again, not hazarding a prediction, not making any uh, prediction one way or the other, but I will say I think a more defensively solid Atletico uh, will show up at the Wanda Metropolitano on Sunday. It has to because it's um, it's getting kind of to the point now where it is getting a little bit worrying. Yeah, um, and we will we'll see what happens. La Liga is more unpredictable than ever <laughs> this so far this season. With uh, Atletico aren't even in the top four, uh, which uh, it's still early, still plenty of time. We're not sounding alarm bells here. It's not even November yet. However, uh, the the play and the the play is getting better, but the results haven't been consistent. The results haven't been there uh, consistently this season. That's got to change very soon. We'll see if that change starts on Sunday, and uh, that will just about do it for us, Robbie. Anything else before we uh, sign off here? No, that's about it. Uh, let's uh, let's see if, if if we can kind of change the tune on Sunday and 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 come and talk about how good Atletico were and how 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 good they looked in a, in in attack and and how solid they looked at the back. I'm not uh, holding my breath, but uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, we will be back here on Sunday to discuss that game against Betis and get you set for Liverpool next week in the Champions League. I'm Jeremy Barron, joined by Robbie Dunn. Thank you all for listening. Thank you so much for your continued support. Keep it here on Into the Calderon and on Patreon.com slash Chat for bonus exclusive goodies. We'll talk to you all again on Sunday. Adios.